I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. Matthew 25, 35. Welcome. Hola. Hello. Bonjour. Somali. This is Immigration Consciousness, a weekly podcast committed to providing support and outreach to religious organizations in Colorado and to nurture their engagement with immigrants' lives and immigrants' rights. We invite you to join us every week as we interview different individuals not only impacted by immigration laws in the U.S., but those working to change the U.S. immigration system to a more fair system. Today I'm speaking with Tom Kowal, who is a member of American Friends Service Committee, otherwise known as AFSC, which is a religious society of Friends, or Quakers, founded in 1917 that was put together to assist civilian victims of World War I. Tom has been a member for almost 40 years and has been an advocate for human rights throughout his life, and he is also a member of Colorado Immigrants' Rights Coalition and has been a long-term member of that group as well. I'd like to share a quote from Tom that he wrote about 10 years ago, and it kind of gives us an idea as to why he does what he does. Quoting Tom, All four of my grandparents came to this country at the turn of the last century. They were fleeing poverty, religious and political persecution, and the Russian Tsar's draft of Polish young men into his armies. All four came through Ellis and Welfare Island, into the cities of New York and Brooklyn. They did not have it easy. Times were hard economically, and there was prejudice and discrimination against Eastern Europeans and Catholics. They were able to make their way and their contributions. They built families and lives as part of America. The current situation for immigrants is very different, though. The system is so broken, so discriminatory and racist, so oppressive and cruel that many or most new immigrants, many of them refugees like my grandparents, do not have the same opportunities to thrive or even to keep their families together. They deserve the same opportunity as my grandparents had to build their lives here. As full members of our community, So I am called to do this work by the spirits of my immigrant ancestors to work for justice and mercy and respect for the immigrant families in our community. Quote from Tom Kowal and why he does what he does. When I moved out here and and joined um, Friends Man, I moved out here in 69 and uh, to Colorado and was ranching and and then to Denver in, in, in about 82 and um, joined the Friends Meeting um, here, Mountain View Friends Meeting. Um, what, so there I met people like, uh, in the yearly meeting, I met people like uh, Jim Corbett, who um, was one of the early, one of the founders of the, of the original sanctuary movement. And so got involved with with that in the 80s uh, here in Denver and and then down on the border um, from there. So um, 
you know, it's just to me, this is the this is the social justice. I mean, obviously, in these times, we're also talking about uh, Black Lives Matter and and the police um, uh, enforcing white supremacy and right. uh, the continuation of Jim Crow and slavery and all that. But also, I mean, part of that is as um, as uh, Reverend Barber points out in his beautiful. Um, prophetic sermon this week um, it's all connected you know it's connected to the environmental justice and it's and it's certainly connected to uh, justice for immigrants and uh, uh, working to um, stop the oppression uh, of immigrant migrant refugee families the separation of those families um, the cruelty along the border i mean putting kids in cages and on um, and it just goes on and on and it's mm -hmm. all part of the same Absolutely. um uh striving for a more just world and a less cruel world mm -hmm. and there's it's all it's all the same struggle la lucha is uh justicia is is uh, is across it goes across all of those um themes. in further conversations with tom kowal he shared a paper he wrote about John Woolman, who was a Quaker Universalist back in the late 1700s. And John worked for the fair treatment and respect of all persons in society, no matter their condition or position in society, and dedicated his life to the abolition of human slavery and exploitation. Tom Kowal writes in his paper about John Woolman that in today's terms, our food and goods, our infrastructure, the buildings we live and work in, and the security of our own families and communities are possessions. These possessions are bought with a price, and the price is far too small in dollars that we pay at the supermarket or at Walmart or Target, at the gas pump or in taxes. The difference between the real price and the dollar price we pay comes from our citizenship privilege, from the military umbrella over us, from unfair trade relationships, from environmental degradation, and from the underpaid labor of those who are exploited in their workplace and oppressed in their living spaces. We live in this unjust privilege at peril of our children's security and of our own integrity. And we owe it to ourselves and our children as well as to those oppressed by our systems to labor faithfully against these inequalities. And I quote Tom, what does the Lord require of thee but to do justice, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with God? I like to say I've been involved with them, with the FSC for over 50 years, because when I was at Westtown, which is a Quaker boarding school in southeastern Pennsylvania, um, Founded in 1799, if you can believe that. Um, so, FSC ran work camps in uh, F South Philly um, at that time, and I participated in a couple of those. So, so over a weekend, you know, you got to hang out with your girlfriend and, <laughs> and wash dishes and, and whatnot. And we, we, you know, we did rehabbing of uh, tenements and in, in, in the South Philly area with black area and then sundays we uh sunday morning we went to the ame zion church which was 
a whole new experience for right, me. Right, right. You know, so joyous and and so uh, so rich and and powerful. Um, you know, for for quiet Quakers, you know, this was a real eye opener too. So, absolutely, absolutely. So, yeah. So AFSC, and then I, I did a lot of uh, work camps um, out here in the West. Um, with uh, we had a joint service project going between the yearly meeting and AFSC for about 15 years. And I did a lot of those. We, we uh, took uh, young people and then increasingly it became retirees um, on uh, work camps to uh, mainly uh, uh, Native American uh, areas like, um, like the Pine Ridge uh -huh. uh, Reservation up in South Dakota and uh, down into Mexico at several uh, indigenous areas down there, Desemboca de los Ciris, the Conca. In further conversations with Tom, he talks about how do we actually welcome the stranger in our midst rather than oppressing him or her. He says that first we are called to educate ourselves and our communities so that we can be truly present in witness to the inequities of the U.S. immigration system and fully engaged in solidarity with those who are oppressed by it. We are called to awareness that the current system keeps millions of our neighbors in servitude and daily fear of separation from their jobs, homes, and families. We are called to hold in the light the hundreds of migrant workers who walk in the desert today and every day, and the families of those thousands who have perished in that crossing. We are called to ministries, to families that are torn apart because a parent lacks the proper residency papers, and to students who cannot work or attend college after graduating from high school, even though they have grown up in the same communities and schools as our own children. We are required to open our eyes and hearts and minds to the daily presence of immigrants in our communities and in our own food chain, and to the fear and suffering of these brothers and sisters that flows from an unjust, an unrealistic immigration system that benefits ourselves at their expense. We are called to active witness to the inequity of our own government's systematic oppression of the most vulnerable among us. We are called to recognize that the U.S. immigration system is broken, that it is inhumane and unrealistic. For example, to expect a Mexican worker can wait, quote, online for 10 years to obtain a work visa or for families to wait 20 years to reunite across the border. We cannot sit or stand silent when the victims of this broken system are blamed for its results, when they are called illegals and are rounded up and imprisoned and separated from their homes and families. We must recognize that the U.S. immigration system is so unrelated to the realities of our economy and communities that it is the immigration laws themselves that are the root cause of illegal immigration. And we must therefore see that it is the laws themselves that are the root of the evil of forcing families apart. The broken laws themselves are the cause of an underground economy that not only exploits and oppresses immigrant workers, but also drives wages and working conditions down for all workers. And so we are called to work diligently and effectively for the for reform of the U.S. immigration system. 16, 17 years ago um, in Denver, um, AFSC founded um, 
a uh, well, so several organizations, um, and one of them was Coloradans for Immigrant Rights, which I've been with since we founded it. And um, that's you know, I joke that's Huertos uh, para Mojados. That's uh, <laughs> white folks for wetbacks. Yes. Um, so using our citizenship uh, uh, privilege. Um, and uniting, allying with um, various um, organizations and individuals in the, in, a, in the part of our community, which is, you know, immigrant uh, people, uh, migrants and refugees, uh, to see what we can do legislatively and uh, congressionally and in the streets and, and everywhere to, um, to, to, to build justice and to build um, relief and to work accompany um, those folks. So that was one of the organizations and that's still going. And, um, uh, you know, with a lot of help from <clears throat> the Catholic orders like the Sisters of Loretto and and uh, a lot of Unitarians and mm -hmm. Catholic lay workers and um, lots of other people have been involved over the years. So, um, Church of Christ, that's another one. Uh, Wayne Laws has been very active. Yes. So we also founded um, the uh, uh, Central Romanitario para los Trabajadores, the, the day labor center. Mm -hmm. I served on that board and was ch uh, chair of the board for several years as we were starting. We rebuilt that facility down there and um, uh, on uh, California and Park. Avenue, and mm -hmm. that's still going. Um, so um, there was that, and then uh, AFSC was a founding member of CERC as well. Okay. So, all right, Immigrant Rights Coalition, which is a, a really strong organization, which brings together at the table um, a lot of organizations like. It used to be called RAP, which was another spinoff from AFSC, Rights for All People. It's now the Colorado People's Alliance, uh, CPA. Um, so they're at the table um, and um, lots of other organizations, 9 to 5 and uh, uh, the uh, Color, uh, just and the Japanese, uh, the, the Nisai organization, uh, I forget the name of that. <clears throat> and just so CERC really pulls together uh, all of the organizations that are working in this field. Um, and so it has a really good staff. There's been a lot of turnover lately in the staff, you know, and we're, we're going to a new um, director, uh, right? Director. Looking for a new director. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and, um, Meanwhile, uh, you know, people are, are still doing the work and um, we have various committees that work on various aspects. So um, that's where we're at with that. Um, and I serve on the federal committee for that right now, um, which, uh, you know, we're dealing with the federal legislation and with um, the federal agency stuff. So also I was involved in the early days, five or six years ago, of the new sanctuary movement, and um, was very active with that for a number of years, and um, we withdrew from that, um, the, as a, the, the Friends meeting did, 
um, mm-hmm. years ago now. Um, and, um, you know, they, they go, they went, went their own way and, and we continue to work with, uh, some of these families and, um, what, so I don't really want to get into that part, but, um, that's all right. Well, there's a flavor for you of some of the stuff that I've been So involved. many things. We could probably yeah. talk about each thing for an hour or whatever. So what, what do you think is the main focus right now? I mean, with COVID, how has that changed what these organizations are doing other than the safety issue and the separation? What, what has changed? What... You know, you kind of said it at the beginning when you mentioned Black Lives Matter and that. Mm-hmm. I know that it's it's kind of exacerbated the need for all of these organizations to to do their work that they've already been doing anyway. But mm-hmm. but I think people are becoming more aware that it's not just the blacks, it's the Hispanics, it's it's anybody of color that's being discriminated against or uh, oppressed, if that's the right word. So yeah. what, what, what do you think is different because of COVID? What has COVID done to make it even more uh, important? Well, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's made it more difficult and it's made it, made it more critical at the same time. Yeah. Um, I mean, we all have to adjust to this, this new way of, of, of relating and working together. Um, it's not easy. And, um, it, um, and it's in some ways it's, it's not that much fun. You know I mean? It's, it's a lot better to be sitting in the same room with people and communicating with them, be able to hug them and, right. you know, absolutely. Brazos fuertes and, um, I miss that. Uh, we all do. Absolutely. Um, so, um, trying to keep up the energy, trying to keep up the communication, trying to keep up the 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 work is um is made more difficult um at the same time um you know it it does give us some some opportunities we've been doing um the um um, we've been doing the uh the friends meeting online and so we Mm -hmm. get people from all over the the country um from hawaii to to vermont you know that um uh, we haven't seen in, in years that used to right. come to a meeting with us and now they can come back, you know? And so, um, we also did the migrant trail as a virtual this year, uh, for a week of, of, uh, and we, so instead of having a cap of, of like 55 people that we could carry water mm-hmm. for, you know, in, in the mm-hmm. desert week, we had 160 something people wow. signed up and, um, and participated for the whole week. Mm-hmm. Um, and so people we hadn't seen in a long time and new people and, um, you know, Kathy Klatz was one of them, mm-hmm. uh, from, from, uh, the sanctuary movement and, and, oh, yeah. and Cifer and, um, so NIIN. So, um, you know, there are, there are some openings in, in how that is working. Um, the COVID as far as, um, as far as uh, new challenges from that, um, I mean, obviously, um, when you have the situation of of, um, of people of color being more um, more severely impacted, right, 
students uh, are are disproportionately uh, suffering the the hospitalizations and the deaths. Sure, uh, because probably I would guess the main reason being the underlying health conditions and the underlying uh, lack of access to to healthcare. Sure, that communities uh, have. Um, so, um, well, you know how to and, and then the job loss, you know, right, these, right. these are folks, the people that we accompany, the parts of our community who are uh, undocumented, mixed status families, uh, they're not getting, they're not getting the, the, the stimulus payments, they're not getting the unemployment, but their jobs have gone away. Right. In large degree. And uh, so, uh, these are these are critical jobs that these people are doing. They're part of our community. They're part of our mm -hmm. economy. Uh, these are the same as anybody else. You know, they they need to put food on the table and pay the rent, right. and they can do it right now. And so, um, I mean, that's that's the big challenge I think in our in our area of accompaniment to um, with um, immigrant families. Um, that's where it's really uh, getting pretty critical. Absolutely. So what, if people wanted to get involved with CERC or with AFSC, what would they need to do? What, what, what can they do? Uh, go to your website. Mm -hmm. um, so you can go to AFSC.org. Okay. And, um, and, you know, page over to, to the Colorado, um, office. And, um, and then there's a, there are a number of links there to all kinds of organizations. And, uh, the one that you might want to, if you're, if you're Anglo, you might want to check out, um, um, the, um, Colorado's for immigrant rights, uh, link, and you can get involved there. Um, and then, um, also, um, you know, there are lots of, of national, uh, programs, uh, that AFSC operates that you can plug into. And, uh, if you're, um, Hispanic, particularly Latino, um, Latinx, I guess is the term of art. <laughs> I just read that recently. I had not heard that. I was reading Sarah Jackson's book and I saw that. She put that word in there. I had not ever heard that. Right. Just a couple of days ago. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to adjust. You know, I'm, I'm an old dog, but I'm trying to learn the new tricks. Um, so, um, the if, if you're Latinx, um, particularly, but also, um, you know, another uh, uh, background of, of, of immigrant or refugee, uh, the not one more table is also uh, uh, an AFSC project, AFSC Colorado project that, um, <clears throat> that. I want to thank Tom for being with us today on immigration consciousness. And I want to quote his final saying that we can't count on our government to fix this broken system or to treat our immigrant sisters and brothers with dignity and respect anytime soon. There are many good people in government, but the whole political climate is so divided and hostile 
It is so poisoned by racism and greed, so paralyzed by partisanship and hatred, that we cannot see a reasonable way forward in the current context. We have a lot of political and social justice organizing work to do before the current political and economic power structures can be dismantled and replaced by policies and systems and structures that are congruent with American values, with human rights, and with reality. In the meantime, we are not free to abandon the work of creating daily justice and community that includes all of us. We can't count on the government to fix the system anytime soon. We can't count on it to do justice or even to refrain from its everyday horrific cruelty like kids in cages. So we must, as persons of faith and goodwill, as citizens of our country, and as decent human beings band together to do our best to be and do the justice and the change that we want to see in the world, starting with the most marginalized and oppressed in our communities, who are often immigrants and refugees. Twelve million of them in the U.S. now, and hundreds of thousands seeking refuge in this country that is presently cruelly denied. These children, women, and men are America's future. Those of us with the privileges of citizenship and economic security have the obligation and the opportunity to serve them and our country and ourselves by doing justice, loving mercy, and accompanying one another into a better future. I again want to thank Tom Kowal of American Friends Service Committee and CERC, Colorado Immigration Rights Coalition, AFSC, the American Friends Service Committee, which is the Quakers. And we look forward to talking with other people here on Immigration Consciousness.